Hello and welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. My name is Tom Rebeck and I'm here with Martin Scott from our consumer research team. So today we're going to be talking about Netflix and password sharing or unauthorized password sharing. So where a single account is used by multiple households, multiple people beyond what is allowed by, by Netflix. So, um, Martin, we saw the other day that Netflix have announced that they, they have new plans to crack down on this sort of password sharing. Um, so, first, what is it they're up to and, and why are they doing it now? Um, so, basically, uh, Netflix put out a, uh, a blog post last week saying that they're going to be piloting something that they're referring to as extra member sub-accounts. So, this is a way of... Um, subverting the the quite common practice now of of people adding their friends their family as extra users on on their main account and and that's that's money that that isn't going into netflix's pockets um so they're launching this pilot specifically in chile uh, costa rica and peru but they have said that they're doing that with a view to launching in further countries um, and, and this is basically an approach to try and monetize those users more effectively, um, which which our recent uh, primary research, our consumer survey shows, is a growing problem. And that's that's why they're doing this now. Mm. Um, it's it's because that rate of, uh, of of password sharing has grown significantly within the last year, and at the same time, Netflix, because it is so highly penetrated and is operating in a market with a growing amount of competition, um, it, it's it, it needs to get subscriber additions from somewhere because growth is stalling. Um, yeah. so, so, go ahead. Uh, yeah. So, so what's it going to be doing in, in those three trial countries? How is it going to stop the password sharing? Did, so did they it, say any details on that? So it's it's all about incentives, basically. They're they're setting up uh, this this extra member sub account, which basically allows you to port your existing your spare user profile that you right. might have within your main account to a separate sub account, which has its own password, its own login details, essentially functioning as a full account, but yeah. with unified payments to that that master account, um, as a way to encourage people to legitimize their illicit usage uh, of of account sharing. Um, yeah, so it, it's a... all carrot, no stick. Right. I mean, they must have a very clear idea. They know exactly who's doing this. They know how big a problem it is exactly that and this isn't the first time that they've they've approached this so they they have experimented in north america with just pop-up alerts saying uh we can see that you're using your account from a large number of different ip addresses and we would like to point out that account sharing outside of your home is is against your terms and conditions you have been warned um so that that approach didn't necessarily lead to much uh behavior change so this i think is a a carrot rather than a stick in that the pricing for these incremental sub accounts is only a fraction of the full price of a separate netflix subscription so the idea is that they're trying to uh, create separate identities for all of the different users so that they can better understand users as well and you pay a small incremental cost for each each extra sub account right exactly so it works out i think it's about three dollars per sub account which when you compare that to a at least in costa rica i think it's three dollars for a sub account but a, a standard plan is is 13 us dollars right so we're, we're talking about it being about a quarter of the price of a, a full account okay makes sense so so how big a problem is this the the uh the password sharing 
Well, uh, it depends on your philosophy. If you look at the raw numbers, it's a massive problem. Um, so right. the average number of users using someone else's account in Europe, for example, grew from 17% of Netflix users in 2020 to 26% of all Netflix users in 2021. Now, this is a real headache, not just for Netflix, but for pretty much all streaming video and streaming music and streaming anything providers uh, around the world. In Europe, the one exception we found actually was uh, Viaplay in Sweden, where uh, account sharing hasn't gone up. But that right. could partly be down to uh, how uh, how the proposition for the service is changing and the price relative to the price of other options in the market. The issue generally is that streaming services are getting more expensive and consumers have got more choice. So more people are saying, well, I, I don't want to keep paying this much or pay more or share, split my attention across more things. So I'll, I'll just ask my neighbor if I can borrow their account or I'll connect to my parents' account or I'll let my parents right. onto my account. It's that kind of behavior. Yeah. So just to go back to the numbers, I think you said, what, 17% last, sorry, 17% in 2020 and 26% in 2021. And that's 26% of people who are using Netflix are using it on somebody else's account. 26% of people on Netflix aren't paying for it. Exactly that. And so if you actually look at, this is always an issue with when you, when you run a consumer survey, you can ask people, um, what do you do? What's your behavior? And you can't directly translate that number without further investigation into, say, a number of subscriptions for Netflix. So Netflix are very clear about how many subscribers they have at the regional level, for example, in EMEA, Europe yeah. and Middle East and Africa. But if you want to get down to the country level stuff, the best way to, for us to get that data is to survey consumers. So we survey consumers, we ask them that, we look at how many people had a Netflix account last year versus had a Netflix right. account this year. On the surface, it looks like that number's still going up. But once you take into account this shift in uh, password sharing, it actually looks like um, the subscriber base may have started to shrink in certain key Netflix markets, including right. the UK. And that is a really big deal. So this is a big problem. Right. That's interesting and, and not stuff that because I guess they don't report on a country by country basis. They're reporting on a regional level. So it may be growing in a regional level, but they're still that, that hides some of the things in, in country by country hmm. market. And I guess, like, like, like you say, um, prices are going up for Netflix. Um, clearly, the, the economy is not great. The cost of living and so on is, is, is going hmm. up. So people have incentives to try and try and share accounts or d use different ways. Yeah, so um, in 2021, Netflix increased its standard tariff price by between 8% and 37% in every country that we covered for our survey in, in Europe. And that's that's a big incentive for consumers to, yeah. to do other where things. Did it, where did it go up 37%? That's a huge jump. Turkey, tied to inflation. Right. Uh, yeah, um, okay. but, but the 8% yeah. is more typical and representative. And if you look at their average ARPU for the region, that went up by 8.5% year on year. So the 8% right. okay. is, is pretty much the standard. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Now, in the article that you've written about that, um, about this issue, um, you've tried to put a number on what this means for Netflix. Um, now, clearly, this is always difficult, problematic. How many of those 26% of people would actually have paid for it? So maybe just bef before we talk about the, the actual number, maybe just talk about some of the issues uh, and we'll sort of couch the number, caveat the number a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we always need to be careful about ascribing value to these things because obviously Netflix models for a certain amount of account sharing as part of the value proposition of Netflix. And the way that they tier services into the, the basic standard and, and premium plan, the 4K plan, is designed to uh, get people to pay a little bit more for the next tier to help people to 
be convinced to subscribe to the higher tier service mm. through a password check. So, you know, standard, uh, sorry, basic plan, you only have access to stream on one device at a time. Right. Standard, you can stream on two devices, and the premium plan, you can stream on four devices. This is obviously geared up to help people share accounts and to monetize yeah. that with similar price increments to the amount that, uh, that Netflix are piloting for these sub-accounts. Um, the other important thing in all of this is to just bear in mind, you know, uh, anti-piracy organizations have been ascribing values to uh, to the cost of piracy for many, many years by saying, well, if this many downloads of this hit Hollywood movie uh, were happened and they'd all been paid for yeah. exactly then that yeah. would have been infinity billion dollars and, and so we need to be realistic about what's the the, the reality in different scenarios of how much money yeah. is being lost here so in the article which i instantly wrote before netflix had announced this pilot um it just happened to be published on the same mm. day because you know great minds think alike um, I put a very approximate estimate of $1.8 billion for a year on this. That was really to get your attention. In reality, the number will be lower than that. But it's that kind of order of magnitude of a billion dollars, really, um, because we are looking at um, only a small fraction of the, what did I say, 27% of people mm. that, that that currently share that would be converted. And that's still billion. So um, Netflix yeah. made... Roughly ten billion dollars in the EMEA region in 2021. Um, so if we're talking about 27 percent of of that on top of that, yeah. then making an estimate of say a billion is reasonable. If we look yeah. at the numbers specifically that we're talking about for these sub account prices, so an incremental three dollars on a thirteen dollar plan, so 23 percent revenue cost. If you actually Look at the numbers that we have from our consumer survey uh, of 26% of streams in Europe using someone else's account, and you apply that incremental cost, then you're looking at potentially around an ex extra $800 million in revenue across the year for Netflix for monetizing this. Yeah. Um, now, there's also another layer beyond that, of course. You've got to think about whether this is a substitutive, has a substitutive effect. Um, so there will be certain people who say, you know what, I buy Netflix. My brother, who lives in a different part of the country, buys Netflix. I could use this new feature for us to save by clubbing together and sharing our account in a legitimate way when we couldn't before. So that is one of the key things that Netflix is going to be testing in this Latin American pilot to establish right. what proportion of the base will migrate in that way to understand how they then need to adjust the price of the sub-accounts to, to you know optimize. Yeah it, to yeah. yeah, it all makes sense. It makes sense why they're just doing it in three countries, which I guess are... Mm. Not, not hugely strategically important for them. They can sort of see what happens there and then roll it out elsewhere. Which also um, have relatively high piracy rates, it's worth it. Right. I mean, I guess also there's a sort of balance for Netflix because to an extent, they this account sharing is good for them because it means people can try, the, try Netflix as a service and hopefully get addicted and then you can start charging them for it mm -hmm. um, and using one of these methods. Um, so it, it's clearly a big issue for Netflix and, and the other other streaming players. So what what else can they do to tackle this? We've talked about what they're doing in, in Latin America, but what else can they be doing to to reduce this amount of account sharing? So um, so 
this isn't the first time Netflix have, have attempted to tackle account sharing, as I said, with pop-ups and alerts and, and, and whatever else. Mm. Um, other players other than Netflix have taken a similar approach in the past by launching family accounts. So Spotify is the, the notable example where you can have a number of independent accounts. And this is essentially a very similar strategy to that. Yeah. Um, likewise, streaming video players like DAZN in Italy have, have also approached this in this way. Um, creating extra hurdles to make it harder for people to share uh, their account details um, through adding, for example, two-factor authentication is one way of just, just making it one extra step in the process, which will disincentivize some people if it needs to be, you know, yeah. a login needs to be periodically validated from the mobile account of the main user, then that just makes it a little it bit, a bit less more practical. Yeah. Um, and, and the other thing actually is is the role of telecoms operators in all of this and uh, the role of partnerships between streaming video players like Netflix and telecoms operators or pay TV providers. So there is a big drive as Netflix uh, subscri- net subscriber editions start to slow down for Netflix to become more friendly and introduce more sort of retail partnerships with telecoms operators and, and pay TV providers. Uh, and part of the reason for this is that if you can tie it into the the standard kind of pay TV demographic, then you're opening up new new target groups like older consumers, which are significantly mm. under penetrated for streaming video and present arguably one of the largest future opportunities for Netflix to grow its subscriber base. But also you're really making Netflix the, the home TV centric entertainment experience. And if this Netflix login is done through an automatic kind of single sign-on process with the main set-top box, you're not mm. kind of handling accounts and passwords in the same way. It's also authorized and centrally tied into that core pay TV experience, especially if you go beyond just having a Netflix icon on a set uh, set top box or a smart TV interface to actually having the content fully integrated into the core pay TV providers proposition. Those two accounts are inseparable and therefore you aren't able to just share your Netflix details as easily. Or even if you share your Netflix password, you're not sharing the same level of experience. It's not the full enriched suite through a set top box and whatever else. And that's, that's a really key thing tied to that stuff I was saying about opening up new demographics uh, like older people and, and full households to the Netflix experience. So I think operators have an important role to play here too. Okay, great. Thank you for that, Martin. Um, so we'll put links to to the Martin's article in in the show notes. We'll also put a link to uh, the, the Netflix blog that talks about what it's doing in Latin America. Uh, there's plenty more content on our um, on the website on, on video and streaming. Um, and to automatically receive future episodes of this podcast, please subscribe to our feed. Thank you for listening. 